the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, talking to someone off the air, and Trace is up here with us on the porch. The porch is at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road, and you can come on out here like so many folks today uh, who are already here and doing some shopping. We encourage you to come on by, ask your gardening question in person. We'll do our best to to answer it and, uh, and talk gardening with you, or call us at 308-8867, 308 308- 8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. All right. Oh, good. He's back. All right. The Trace is up here with us. Trace, what, what are we gonna, how are we going to start the show today? Well, I, I've gotten into the habit of saying, what's going to be in in vegetables this yeah, week? Yeah, what's going to be in vegetables this week? So let me thumb through these pages. We got Chinese cabbage coming. We have a uh, winter boar kale. Winter rain. It's kale. Oh. <laughs> we'll just leave it at kale for you. Okay. Uh, broccoli green magic, Brussels sprouts, uh, cheers cabbage, red acre cabbage, snow crown cauliflower, Vates collards, and Ashley spinach. Right. And let's see what there's uh, anything. When is oh, Ashley spinach? When is spinach coming? I will, there's I got Ashley spinach coming this week. Dang. Let's see. And then in uh, four and a half inch, we're gonna have broccoli again, Brussels sprouts again, cabbage, cauliflower, cucumbers, two types, green beans, uh, two different types of kale, and neither one of them are the type I mentioned on the other one. So kale for you. Okay. And, uh, squashes and zucchini. Very sounds good. Yeah, you're really getting into it, and that'll be just in time. David will be here on that, Saturday that too. That was my thought, and I, know I may have to do a, a supplemental order for the weekend. But uh, yeah. with the with the David seminar coming up on Saturday mm-hmm. on the on the 10th at 10:30, and uh, he's talking about cold weather vegetables. So he'll be talking about these as well as what they'll be doing in the near future. So uh, onions and probably everything all the way to the spring. So I bet he even talks a little bit about potatoes. I think you're right. Cool. You can tell it's cooler weather because they've got the spinach transplants up. They couldn't even, no, they couldn't grow spinach transplants when it was hot, when it was so hot. 
so they must must have got some good germination. And, uh, you know the cold weather is coming when you can see spinach on the available. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's but, cool. Let's see, what is it? It's September. Little. That's early. But no, yeah, we've always recommended spinach in November. Yeah. So if you want to experiment with it, you can give it a try. Yeah, uh, if it if it stays cool or if the nighttime temperatures cool off, it'll it'll be okay. But uh, when the when the weather's hot like this and the soil temperature is hot, that's that's the main thing. Uh, you can run into trouble with spinach, but with spinach transplants, you've got a chance. You know, we 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 pioneered spinach transplants in this era. That's uh, we saw a lot of them. And uh, some some of the naysayers were saying, "Well, you can plant that from seed." Uh, yeah, obviously they I never planted it. But you seed. can plant it. Yeah, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't say it. You know, but you'll have great luck with the germination and the growing of it. With yeah, seed. it's hard to get a good even stand, and you can't get seed of these hybrids. See, though, that's that's a hybrid spinach, and uh, it's got some disease resistant in it, and it's got more vigor than the, than the old types that you get from seed. So, and we you even have a, a supplier of coho seed too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I thought some time ago we were we were told that it's going to be just called winter spinach. Did what? I thought David said a while back that that all the spinaches were just going to be called winter spinach. Yeah, yeah, because of, of the variety uh, mix up, and uh, so well, that, that's up. That's worthy of a debate there. I mean, because we're we're working hard to make our gardeners sophisticated and uh, picking the right varieties and demanding the right varieties. And then if you try to disguise varieties by just giving a blanket name, that no matter what variety comes along, it it's uh, at least worthy of a discussion if that's the direction we want to go or not. Worthy of discussion, isn't it? Yeah. I think he. <laughs> well, okay, we'll, we'll discuss it in a little while. Oh uh, yeah, because we uh, Trace is going to tell us. About no, I don't mean, uh, but I mean okay. in, in general no, 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 in the yeah, horticulture. Yeah. Well, I know. No. I'm just making fun of Yeah, it's a good point. Trace is uh, also going to tell us about the um, Melburgers plant of the weekend, and then weekend, we're going to talk to James. Weekend, 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 <laughs> Sunday, 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 ginkgo, 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 ginkgo trees. Uh, so from what I've read up now, they can take any cold that we ever get here. Um, the zone is pretty close, so I think I would grow it where it got morning sun, afternoon shade. They do get relatively large, and they're they're linked to medicinal use. I can't remember why, but they're, that joke doesn't work anymore, does it? No, no, it still works on so many levels. Okay. I don't know which level to laugh on. <laughs> but uh, we do have a handful of them. I think there's five left. So we had one yesterday, and it's got a, a very unique leaf. It almost looks like an orchid tree leaf. Yeah, it does. Uh, or butterfly wings is how it was described to me. Yeah, I think earlier. that's a good description. So it's like a, a it's like a, a hundred butterflies in flight all around the tree. Ooh, that was nice. But but it doesn't it doesn't bloom or anything, does it? Well. Well, there's a female. Female. 
Boom. But um, I haven't figured out which ones. Well, it's not a show. We, not we don't know which ones these are. Yeah. And it can live to be 3,000 years old. I thought it was higher yesterday. Oh, was it higher? Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> I thought, didn't you say 30? Oh, no, I think, I think I did originally. Okay. I uh, may have been overselling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, it's, a, it's an unusual tree, and if you need a conversational piece for the backyard, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would fit uh, into our, our planting around here with no problem. Well, we were uh, talking about discussions 50 or 60 years ago. The talk was that this was a, one of the species that was going to save us from our drive to pollute our cities to, because it was one that could put up with uh, the, the pollution in a city. So it was uh, really promoted in the north where, where, where it's a little more comfortable with the cold weather and, and also where the cities were, were, have more pollution than we have here in San Antonio. Look at Calvin, remember that. And apparently, well, I didn't remember that. It has some nice fall but color, you, too. Do you remember now or not? Not really. Oh, no, yeah, because you're... you're <laughs> You were dealing with uh, veggies and uh, yeah, and you were in Kansas and Mississippi and those places. Right, right. But it cool. was, but it, but it was a you know it was promoted, uh, you know as same same kind of the same way we're doing here. A little different topics that just a tree of interest, long, uh, long history and a, a f- basically a fossil tree and and uh, one yeah. that one that was not only survived from. From way back, the big, you know, early in the the history, but also one that had the potential to survive no matter what we do to the environment, and hopefully that won't be the only tree that's left when we get done with our pollution. Yeah, I, I, I remember the fossil tree part of it. They thought it was extinct there for a while, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, we really got a. It was. I don't remember the. And you you follow the nursery production more than I I have. I can't remember the the history of uh, of its propagating it and getting it. You know, once they found uh, that it wasn't extinct, they they mobilized really quickly. Seems like they found it in China or something. But if you want to, I thought it was extinct. As this discussion indicates, if you want to really a tree of interest in something. That you can t- talk to people mm-hmm. about. You might you might want to try it. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, can you hang on a second while we talk to James? Sure. All right, James is on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi, James. Thanks for waiting. What's going on? How y'all doing today? Doing great, man. What's going on? Uh, I was talking to a lady in church. And she said that you had the Millburger had a big uh, tomato contest for the fall, and I said I didn't know that, and I was going to call. Used to, well, yeah, I don't know. Are we having the um, a fall top tomato contest? No, nope, just spring. That's what just I spring. thought. Well, they but used there used to be a fall. We used to have a fall. So she was she was not wrong. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we uh, stopped it. We were getting too many greens. Oh, okay. to me, what? Green, green tomatoes. Green tomatoes. Oh. Now, yeah. now we wouldn't get now because of we you know our use of the uh, well, 968s and the Roma Surprise. Yeah. And, uh, we we get a lot more ripe tomatoes. Well, we'd have to have it in November. Hey, remind me again when when's the judging for the spring tomatoes? 
Uh, is that June the 11th? <laughs> I don't think I don't think a date has been chosen yet. The, commi the committee is meeting now to pick a date, so we'll have to we'll have to inform you. But that's a good know. that's a good target, is it? Well, well, well you know, know roughly, yeah. If I'm gonna win it, I need to know because I need to know when to get planted for it. So. Well, aren't you aren't well, you a commercial producer? You know, commercial no, producers no. can't enter. No, I'm a backyard gardener. Oh, uh, you're a backyard gardener. Okay. Yeah. Um, how how is your ba hey backyard gardener? How is your milkweed production going? Have you got got it out of the refrigerator yet, or the seeds? No, they're uh, they're going to get loaded. And you told me ninety days uh, yeah, on uh, on forty five degrees, so they're going to get loaded probably in December, and then they're going to go in the refrigerator for a spring germination. Okay. Just like you said, and probably December-ish is when we're going to take the germination trays and just put the whole dead gum tray in the refrigerator. So when we pull them out, their seeds are in them, and you're and you're ready to warm up and germinate. There you go. Uh, so hey, I got I got one question or a comment, I guess it is. You guys were talking about spinach. Mm-hmm. And the best spinach, I don't know if your younger gardeners know this, but the best tasting spinach I've ever grown is that uh, Bloomsdale Long Standing. It's an old, old variety, and man, it's some good stuff. Uh, it's not those little arrow leaf ones that they grow nowadays. It's a big, it's a big plant with a crinkle leaf. Right, uh, Savoy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's called Bloomsdale, and man, that's a You'll slap grandma away from the table if she gets in your way on that stuff, boy. <laughs> now, well, you ate this as a child, is that right? I can't hear you. I'm going down the road about 90 miles an hour. What would you say? Ah, I said you ate this when you were a youngster. No, I grow it every year when I get a chance. It's, oh, it's okay. Really, it's really good spinach. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's an old spinach variety. I can't, I can't remember. Is it still on the seed racks? I think so. Okay. Um, but you what was it called again? Bloomsdale. Bloomsdale. Think of think of workhorses. You got to fix it oh, with a little. You got to fix it with a little bacon and, and onion, and then go ahead and go that way with it because it, oh, it's really good. Well, heck, if you're going to put bacon and onions in it, you could eat kale. Yeah, have you tried grass clippings with bacon and onions? <laughs> uh, that, I'm sure not going to put any rutabaga in there. But, uh. <laughs> Although that that helps rutabaga, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, before it gets Thanks, too wild, uh, I just wanted to, to ask you about the contest. You said you weren't going to have one this fall, but maybe I can tune in uh, next spring we're and just, find out. Oh, we're just not telling you, James. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we know. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Thanks, James. All right, All right. Let's see. Seth is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Seth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Seth, I think I think we're hearing your radio, so you got to turn your radio off. That's a song, isn't it? Turn, turn your, your radio, radio off. off. Seth, you there? There you go. Yes. Hello? Yes, yeah. sir. Can you hear me? Right yeah, I was uh, asking 
Yeah, I was asking about oak wilt, when I can start trimming oak trees. Uh, they're, they're sagging down on the roof with all this rain we've had. Yeah. Uh, what is he? Oak, oak wilt. Oh, sir, how oh. can he start trimming his oak trees? Why, they're, they're trimming and pruning all over the city. Yeah, yeah. So that, this is this is a relatively good time, the hot, you know, close to the, right the closest, uh, hot, hottest part of summer. And uh, and I think this is uh, um, the pruning. Uh, the arborists are weren't weren't busy, so there. This was a good time. You get some yeah. good prices and things. But we would still recommend that you paint. Yep. Okay. Uh, I thought there were certain. I thought there were certain times of the years you weren't supposed to do that. Uh, later on in the fall, when the sap starts going down. Yeah, the hottest part of summer or the coldest part of winter. And since our winter is so unpredictable, this 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 is the best time. But because of the weather, the erratic weather we have, you want to paint the anything over an inch at any time. And it's because of the the fungal spore production and the sap beetle movement. So if uh, you know during the hottest part of summer, those 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 don't occur. Uh, that that's why we're that's why we're painting, and that's why we're picking the hottest part of the summer. So now is good if you okay. can find a, a good good contractor. Yeah, yeah, well, I can probably do it myself. But uh, appreciate the okay. help. Don't be falling out of the tree. Yep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> be careful. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867. Those are some good questions. Yeah, we're getting a lot of good questions. Lots of folks calling in. People are thinking about gardening. Jay is going to be up after the break. He's got a question on asparagus. So, Jay, hang on. We're coming to you right after this. I'm Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. First off, Millburgers wants to wish you and your family a safe and happy Labor Day. Come on by Millburgers, which will be open on Labor Day, and this weekend you'll find savings on some of your favorites, like fall garden mums. These are absolutely gorgeous, classic blooming perennials, and they're on sale at Millburgers for just three ninety nine in the six inch pot, or get ten for thirty dollars. Verbena is on sale, deep purple and vivid pink you'll love verbena for borders hanging baskets rock gardens or more in a one gallon container just 388 milkweed butterfly milkweed is on sale in the one gallon container for just 488 you'll find savings on ground covers now just 88 cents each in the four inch pot and if you like citrus you'll love this deal mexican lime and meyer lemons are on sale in the 12 inch pot regularly 40 dollars now just 1988 you'll find this and more at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road when it comes to stock market corrections take this advice Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. See how easy your old bathtub can be transformed into a beautiful safe shower. 
hour. Call 210-655-1111. Give us a call before you fall. It's time to call Safe Shower. 210-655-1111. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Last week, shocking images came streaming from the beaches of France. As Alyssa Rubin reported for the New York Times, the photos showed armed police surrounding Muslim women on beaches and ordering them to remove their modest clothes or leave. Many mayors on the Mediterranean coast have adopted legislation making it illegal for Muslim women to wear the burkini on French beaches. What is uniting so many leaders and citizens across the political spectrum in France? It is that nation's absolute commitment to secularity. In an article for The Telegraph, Tim Stanley points out that the opposition in France to the Burkini and to Islam is symbolic of its opposition to any form of conservative religion, any kind of theology that would bring a moral code in conflict with that of the French secular law and culture. If one were to try to invent a cartoonish distortion of that kind of secularism, one could do no better than what actually happened on French beaches just last week. I'm Albert Moeller. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. Hi, I'm Edgar Baez from the Baez Law Firm. As a former nurse, I empathize with the injured. I am ready to serve you and fight for you. Because the rest of the verse says, But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. From auto accidents to trucking accidents or company vehicle accidents, we won't collect unless we win your case. Let our family help you and yours. The Baez Law Firm. Auto Accident Attorneys. 210-979-9777. TheBaezLawFirm.com. Dennis Prager is sick and tired of the complaining from the privileged. The quarterback on the San Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick, he won't uh, stand up during the national anthem because blacks are oppressed in this country. What a disgusting person. If there's ever been a, a population of ingrates to match the left in America, I don't believe historically you will ever find one. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 308-8867. That's our number, 308-8867. And Jay is going to show you how it's done right now as he talks about asparagus. What's going on, Jay? How can we help you? Look, Jay, I may have gone a little early. You there? Jay. Jay. Okay. Uh, Jay, we lost you, so give us a call back there, 308-8867. We lost Jay. We lost Jay. And he was talking about asparagus. He had an asparagus question. Okay. You want me to go ahead and give the answer now? Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, when you're talking asparagus in the fall, uh, we, we went, we went through a bunch of experimental Years on this, uh, a lot, a lot of people that like asparagus plant too much. They plant too much to eat in the spring, or they they want to in, increase their uh, harvest period in the spring. So they they stimulate it to sprout in the fall, which is now. 
So if you want, if you want, say, cut half of your asparagus bed back now, because it's a sprout, and that's what you eat, the sprout. Uh, you can do that now and uh, save the other half for next spring. And you won't cut it back, cut the fronds off until uh, until uh, probably December uh, around Christmas time. And so it'll start sprouting in uh, January and February, depending on the weather. I think but a lot of people use uh, fall, fall production. Yeah, and I think he's probably noticed... Like I did in my garden at the you see it sprouts, sprouts, yeah, the nice thick uh, shoots are coming up and they're hard to resist. Yeah, and they're they're edible. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's you eat them when you see the sprouts. So uh, when is it typically, Jerry? We will plant. When, like, is it early spring when we get the yeah. roots mm-hmm. here? And what what is the recommended? Uh, what are the recommended varieties now? It's not, uh, not the Jer- same. Jersey, any of the Jersey variety, Jersey Jim and uh, UC 157, I think it is. Uh, University of California, UC. UC what used to. But what we have is uh, Martha Washington and Mary Washington. The Washington girls. George's daughters. Yo. Well, no. <laughs> I think Martha was his wife. Oh, okay. 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 The girls. I the gals. Yeah. Uh, Washington uh, gals. George's girls. But anyway, that's what we had last year. And they're, they're still pretty good. But these these hybrids are, are uh, all male hybrids. In other words, we don't have to worry about the, the female plants and the berries and the reseeding. Yeah, you, find, the you find that if, let's see, my bed must be... 20 years old, and you find that it's getting, mine is getting less and less yeah, productive. productive. Yeah, more Small, and more. Smaller, smaller Yeah, more and more uh, females. Yes. Yeah. Uh, plants. Hmm. Well, great question, James. Thanks for calling. Yeah. 308 308. This is Psychic Garden. I know. So, uh, psychic do you garden. feel in, well, your, we were, in your psychic thing another question coming on? It's, <laughs> in, it's interesting because we were talking about all the. Uh, Trace was talking about all the winter vegetables, and and, the, and we saw some people buying snapdragons yesterday. But you can still, you know, we as we calculated, there's still three months of uh, of the, uh, the warm weather blooms going on. There's zinnias, zinnias in bloom here, and the vincas. And I bought, uh, as Jerry and I were talking about it yesterday, the, uh, he reminded me how desirable the marigolds are in the fall, especially those big African marigolds. And and so I, I bought a bunch of those. We don't have a lot left, uh, but uh, some of the smaller marigolds are here too. So you, you got, this is kind of an interesting gardening period because you've got the hot weather plants and the cool weather plants that can potentially prosper at the same time. Right. Uh, and the pentas look good. So yeah, the pentas are a hot weather plant. Right there in front of us. And plenty of milkweed. Milkweed, mm-hmm. yeah. Now the milkweed will, uh, the monarchs will be coming through uh, soon, and they don't, they won't lay eggs in the fall here. Uh, they do in the spring. What? 
So they, this is the this is the long generation. This is the generation from the north that comes through here and goes all the way to Mexico. If I'm understanding this, my uh, this monarch um, migration and generation thing is really uh, complex. There's one at least one or one generation that's about three weeks long is all. Then there's this one that'll be coming through this fall that's uh, five or six months long. And it's the one that flies all that way, winters in the down Is it the, the same United. butterfly that flies all that way? Yeah, down in Mexico. Then that's the one that comes back up here and lays its eggs, and then there's then there's new generations that go north. Oh, so it's really it's really there's a lot there's a lot on the internet. Uh, so and a lot of studies going on. So you, if you want to get involved in that and look at the complexity of of it, uh, just go on the internet and go monarch butterfly. Apparently, it ain't being a butterfly is hard work. I'll say. Yeah, well, it depends if you're a, a three-week monarch or if you're a six-month monarch. Oh. Yeah. Would you rather have the short life and a long and hard work, or a, uh, yeah, I guess you don't get to take your pick either. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of migration, you and I were talking yesterday, and I still have not put the oh. hummingbird feeders up yet. But do you want to address that? Yeah, this is uh, every every year starting at this time, just kind of like the monarchs, the hummingbird hummingbirds move through uh, the San Antonio area and their migrating population. They're not they're not in a real hurry to migrate. They you know they'll come through, they'll hang out. We'll see ruby throats that we don't see during the nesting season. We'll see. Rufus hummingbirds, another one that we don't see except this time of the year. And then, of course, lots of black chin hummingbirds that do nest here. But one of the neat things is that they're, they're kind of uh, footloose and moving in large numbers and large groups. They will come to your patio and your landscape. You'll, you might see some if you got some flowers out in the garden, which a lot of uh, all of our gardeners do. But if you really want to bring them in for observation, uh, one of the foolproof ways to do it is get a fire bush or two fire bush in a containers on your patio and sugar water feeders. And that's what Milton was talking about. Yeah, i got to put them up. And we mentioned in the article yesterday uh, that, that was on the feeding hummingbirds and bringing them into your patio uh, that we have a tendency on the show every weekend to talk about what we're seeing and it'll be it'll be real interesting because we'll have folks in one part of town will be seeing all three species in another part of town saying well i haven't seen anything for two weeks <laughs> uh, but that that this is kind of a going to be hum- hummingbird central uh until after thanksgiving when they generally most of the the migrants have moved uh south so get your sugar water feeders in would you say, Milton, four parts? You told me, yeah, it was... Um, four parts water to one part sugar yeah. by volume. And one of the easiest ways to do it, because they'll go through a lot of sugar water, is just mix it up in a ga- uh, you know, in a pitcher and then store it in the refrigerator in a gallon. Oh, that's a good idea. Then you don't have to... Mi- then you, it's just easier to uh, rinse out the, the your feeder every week. And then once a month, uh, you know, take a brush and kind of uh, brush it out and then refill it. Uh, if you're 
if your yard is like mine, you'll you'll be refilling it every. They'll use it up every week, and I've got two feeders out. Um, but I know a lot a lot of folks in my neighborhood have feeders out, and they have the same locked and in. Uh, of course, based on the calls we get from our listeners, there's lots of people out there uh, feeding the hummingbirds. But try that. And uh, last week, Jerry reminded us that the uh, for those of you, well, the fire bush can be planted in the shade if if you give, get some containers from the nursery. Even though it's a full sun plant, you know, the blooms will last probably the rest of the fall in the shade. Or or you can get pentas and fire spike, which are more comfortable with the shade. Uh, but uh, the, the fire bush is a great plant for a container. Uh, you can put it in a decorative container, and it may, makes a real disciplined three-foot round globe in a container. People that are familiar with fire bush are probably saying, What? How could anybody describe firebush as discipline? Because in the garden, it's about what seven feet tall and yeah, and a big a big plant. But in a in a little uh, it's bonsai. Uh, yeah, in a five five gallon container, root five gallon container or bigger, it uh, it's, three feet. Uh, it just stays a nice disciplined shape and blooms uh, blooms in late summer through. Uh, with cold, when the cold weather starts, and then it gets a purple, gets purplish foliage in the fall when the cold weather starts, and then it, when it, gre- it greens up in the spring, it gets a red. New, the new foliage is a red foliage. So yeah, they've really- got a they've got a picture of it on uh, on uh, yes- yesterday's paper C14 on the back of the sports section, and I've got one in a container there. That uh, that's a good picture. Did you take it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Years ago, with a slide back back oh, in those wow. slide days. And uh, but anyway, I, I like the look on that hummingbird's face that that's goes with the column. He's just standing there, looking like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, you know, he's looking a little that, angry. That's one of the little Rufus hummingbirds. Oh, is it? They're smaller than the black shin and smaller than the ruby throat, but you'll know if you got them on your patio because they're the toughest. They, they they'll they'll find and and guard the firebush for their own. You yeah, know. they have to be little. They have to be tough because yeah, they're little. Right. <laughs> hey, with the uh, sugar feeders, how many should you put in a patio? Or well, I got on my patio uh, handles two easily. All right, you could put. Well, some of those, uh, you know, if anybody's gone to Rockport during that, yeah, some that's of those what I have to say. They 15 have. or 16, and there's people around San Antonio that have five, five or six feeders. And, and will they all be working at the same time, or oh, you yeah. got one hummingbird working each one of them? Now, now they have a tendency, uh, they'll, they'll, that'll attract more hummingbirds the more you got. Oh, okay, cool. Because then they, they, they will dogfight each other, but they, uh, if they're spread out, it, it just makes for more action, and that's half, half, half the fun. Now, you might get, like in my neighborhood, the golden-fronted woodpeckers have learned over the years to, to eat the sugar water. And uh, they uh, they go through it a little faster than a hummingbird does. <laughs> I mean, you can watch them. They're up there going... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard them, but your imagination... Yeah. Some of them will go in the house, open the fridge... 
<laughs> take out the uh, gallon that you fit saved. And Weren't you telling me that yeah, that you you had uh, there was one looking in your window? One there was. Years. Laura was working in her office. One of the hummingbirds, the feeders aren't up yet. Came to the window and was talking to her. Uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get out here. <laughs> Feed me. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. 308-8867. That's our number. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening. South Texas is coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons right after this. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. First off, Millburgers wants to wish you and your family a safe and happy Labor Day. Come on by Millburgers, which will be open on Labor Day, and this weekend you'll find savings on some of your favorites, like fall garden mumps. These are absolutely gorgeous, classic blooming perennials, and they're on sale at Millburgers for just $3.99 in the 6-inch pot, or get 10 for $30. Verbena is on sale, deep purple and vivid pink you'll love verbena for borders hanging baskets rock gardens or more in the one gallon container just 388 milkweed butterfly milkweed is on sale in the one gallon container for just 488 you'll find savings on ground covers now just 88 cents each in the four inch pot and if you like citrus you'll love this deal mexican lime and meyer lemons are on sale in the 12 inch pot regularly 40 dollars now just 1988 you'll find this and more at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road Strong Foundation Films presents Scarlet, featuring Stephen Baldwin. When I see you pray, I see a man that I want to be. I try to make my life all about God so that when you do look at me, you see him working through me. Chase and his fiancée Scarlett love God and use their talents to serve him together. Then, their plans for marriage take an unexpected turn. Their faith is tested. I mean, why is God doing this to me? Stephen Baldwin says there's a purity about this film and how it expresses love and grace and forgiveness. There's a unique honesty to this that makes it different and special. The lives of Scarlett, Chase, and Mia intertwine to bring hope to the hopeless, peace to the battle, and beauty from the ashes. I fought the good fight, just like Jesus. Now it's your turn. Their battle is about to begin, but God always wins. Scarlet in theaters now. Visit ScarletMovie2016.com for tickets and showtimes. Michael Medved is in disbelief of the Obama foreign policy. John Kerry, representing the very worst in American foreign policy leadership, he said this. If you decide one day you're going to be a terrorist and you're willing to kill yourself, you can go out and kill some people. Perhaps the media would do us all a service if they didn't cover it quite as much. The importance of opposing terrorism would be diminished or denigrated. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5, at 9.30 a.m. The answer. By now, you've probably heard us talking about Project One, a citywide initiative to encourage mentoring in San Antonio. Project One was built because we believe that one person mentoring one other person who needs it for one hour weekly can make a huge long-term difference. Project One needs you. You've heard about it, but are you called to do something about it? Kids, marriage, workplace, teen pregnancy, the need is great. But there's an even greater acute need for mentors. You. Go to 930amtheanswer.com and click on the Project One banner for a list of organizations that are looking for people just like you. 
Project One. You've heard about it. Now follow the call you're hearing. Go to 930amtheanswer.com and click on the Project One link to learn how you can become a mentor to someone who needs it. Project One, a mentoring initiative brought to you by 930am The Answer, City Reachers, and the San Antonio Christian Leaders Forum. Del Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Del Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 308-8867, 308-8867, and uh, you can come on by. Lots of folks out here, some folks getting milkweed. And yeah, we haven't uh, talked as much about milkweed as we did earlier. In no, the it's year, on but... sale. Oh, is it? Is mm-hmm. that the... The, the, one, the, folks that, the ones that the folks are looking at yeah. are on sale on the, gal- the one-gallon container for 388 Oh, wow. Now, now, the milkweed that we're planting now is for nectar source, right? Yes, and and for, well, and for uh, nesting site next spring. Okay, so we're going to overwinter this. Yeah, and the uh, the tropical, if the weather is mild, will... Bloom all winter, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but the, uh, the native, so you got your choice here. You've got the tuberosa, which is a native. A smaller plant, finer leaf, a pretty flower. Um, they're forming pods right now. The ones I have are that look like you thought we were talking about our uh, um, okra. The pods on the milkweed look like okra too. Uh, and then the and then the tropical are much bigger plants, and and uh, they'll. So when the when our monarchs come this fall, hopefully we'll have. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of folks will have blooms, and but you you know well mist flower, lantanas, zinnias they love zinnias, uh, pavonia, uh, lot all all of the our pentas. Pentas. Yeah, monarchs monarchs really like the milkweed nectar, and so do a lot of other butterflies. It's one of their favorite. But uh, they're not, you know, they'll they'll make use of a lot of it. And Jerry, uh, remember this uh, earlier this spring? What was the the weed we planted? Uh, the Paul Cox's uh, dis- discovery that has the this really uh, potent nectar. porterweed. Porterweed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the porterweeds are blooming up a storm. Both the uh, actually the in my yard the dwarf. Much stronger bloom than the, is that right? Yeah, than the big. And it was a prettier plant too. Yeah, yeah, and smaller. It, it maintains that kind of a. So far, it's a it's a more attractive plant. Yeah. But, and one of them's got red. They're really a, a nice clear cherry red uh, bloom, and then the uh, full size porterweed has got a purple. purple Have you bloom. noticed how the bees and insects are hanging on those flowers? I didn't. S- they got a lot of choices in my yard, and oh, okay. I've been kind of watching to see, you know, you know, see if there's any preference. 
the uh, butterflies do visit them, mm-hmm. and the bees do visit them, but uh, I, I don't see a dominant, you know, kind of a dominant. Of course, they're, they're, in terms of volume of bloom, there's this, it's potent, but it's small yeah. bloom, so there's a lot of frequent visits, but but not a, a lot of plant, a lot of uh, insects around the plants at any one time. So there's only got one or two blooms on each each stall. Yeah, that's right. Porter, Jer- Jerry, and Paul's. We used to make fun of Paul because he was promoting yeah. Porter weed, and then we got uh, Jerry. Jerry's a Porter weed advocate. Hey, that's the best. Okay. Uh, how but, much? How much sun does it want? Like a couple hours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we talk about using it in the shade quite often. What it doesn't, what I don't think it does real well on is if you get it a, a blast of afternoon sun after. No, no. Which is oh, what it's getting now. Burn the burn the leaves. Yeah, that brown is that a burning? Yeah. <laughs> when they crinkle up, yeah, they kind of fold yeah. over and they're brown. Uh, that's, that's is that a brown. sign that maybe okay? I just Too I want to sun. clarify. Well, that's a that's a tough situation. One of the toughest situation for picking a plant, and that, and we were talking about that uh, last weekend or yesterday. I can't remember. Uh, Plumbago we mentioned does pretty well in that situation, uh, and uh, maybe the that little uh, lantana Jerry with the oh the the purple lavender yeah and is, pure purple yeah seems to do all right lavender now, shrimp uh, morning sun shrimp plant. Well, they they can take full sun, I think. Okay. Yeah, they um, they might do all right in that blast of sun kind of situation. Yeah, too. they can take Good. full sun. They, yeah, they're pretty tough. But they take shade too. I mean, okay. They do well in the shade. They bloom in the shade. pretty. And they're you know if you've have you ever seen that there's this this golden one, Milton, that is just really rare. Uh, look well, you rare. It. Usually when we say that, it's right out in front of us. No, <laughs> but we don't see any right yeah. now. i gotta, I got to figure out what to do. So we bought a, um, I bought the brown one, the rust-colored one. Yeah. But it's real leggy, and it's like in the gallon-gallon container, the the first leaf is about 12 inches off the ground, off the... Yeah, cut it in half. And just just cut it in. Am I am I cutting it below that one poor little leaf or? Yeah. Really? Oh. Just cut it in half. I'll have just sticks. Well, it'll re-sprout. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You've done worse to plants. <laughs> yeah, so don't give me I that look. That, like. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't want to hurt the plant. Yeah. Here's the here's the choice to have it slowly die away or to. Uh. Hi, we're on the radio. Did you want to ask your question on the air? Okay, well, you ask him, and then we'll get Beth on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi there, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I am doing great, but my poor little plants are not. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have a, I have a few potted plants, and uh, they have one has already died. And they were fine, and then all of a sudden they developed, I guess, it's black mildew. That's what it looks like, a dusting what? all over the leaves. And what kind of plants are they? Um, one is a petunia, and the other is a, a shrimp plant. They're just regular potted plants. So. Okay. 
Um, it's got powder and mildew on it? Yeah, it's got a black mildewy. Yeah. Did they, did they, when, when did they develop that? During these rainstorms or? No, it was probably in between. The, um, the other one did um, after the, the first big rainstorm. The one, not the one that just happened a couple of days ago, but the one before, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you um, say it's black? It, yeah, it was like a, a the stems where the stem the leaves intersect the stem. I had a white gooey substance, and then all of a sudden there's like a it's like a hairy black powder kind of on top of it. Yeah, that's that's a city mole. Uh, aphid. City mole. It's aphid. Ah, aphid. Okay, I never is that the aphid poop aphid. again? And then no. And then, D, I'm I'm having trouble be in between rains, making sure that the the containers get water, because of the you know that's a teeny little reservoir there. So anytime mm-hmm. there's any stress like your aphids, or it goes from, gets hot for two days after the rain, they probably yeah. need water again too, and it needs to be a well drained container. But okay. Uh, now you say that that between the leaf is uh. Is gooey? Yeah, it's like a, a little white substance. I, I never saw any bugs on this. <laughs> oh, okay, but it, but it's 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 gooey, it's gooey right? Like yeah. spit. Yeah. That that a bug that a bug called a spittle bug, which is an aphid type bug. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, I'm just a little uh, white aphid all over the place. So. It, it looks look 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 like somebody uh, a spit on it. A okay. Yes. They, all of those sucking insects, all of those yeah. aphid-like insects, will cause that sooty mold too. But you can use okay. a spinosad. A spray, spray everything you got with spinosad, or a spinosad containing product. Spinosad, okay. That's, that, cool. that's, that's, that's organic, and uh, uh, put it on with a hard spray of water, and that'll spray the aphids off. Okay. That was easy. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, just, I didn't know what it was. Calling. It was icky. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cool. Bye. Thank you, Tom. Thanks. You too. You know, right. 308-8867. Yes, it, sir. It isn't. Uh, it's hard to diagnose things now because of the you got that the complication of the rain and then the 100-degree mm-hmm. uh, heat and sun right after it. You've got uh, aphids, which we haven't factored in as a in our diagnosis in a long long time and of course stink bugs are still operating and then all the fungus diseases like on the lawns you, you know i don't know how many it wasn't too many days ago that i i told somebody now nah, there's no no brown patch activity and then i was walking the dogs two days ago on my neighbor across the street a brown patch it just moved across his uh. brand new lawn like a, I had to go call him up and said, uh, you know, I, I was I was I was wrong. You got brown patch right now. You didn't have it two days ago that yeah. I could see. Yeah. You have that on a sound bite. What, oh that he was wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're saving that. Uh, I'm gonna put that in the promo. <laughs> I was wrong. But you could, and then on a lawn like that, you could. That's a good idea. You could yeah. diagnose, and of course we produce two articles like that where you could take your pick, go through the list of uh, your chinch bugs that you had and uh, 
uh, fungus. Then uh, there's folks trying to control uh, Bermuda grass moving in the shrub borders and uh, getting a little wild with their with their uh, contact herbicides. Lots lots of things happening out there right now. Evelyn's on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great. How about you guys? Good. What's going on? Well, I walked out of the room when Dr. Parson was talking about spinach, and I heard coho. Is the coho spinach going to be in again or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put yes. the pressure on me. Go ahead. Uh... He's thinking. I'm trying to think of, have I given him the seed yet or not? Oh, it's the seed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't given the transplant producers the seed yet. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, we'll keep you informed. It's too hot for spinach now, isn't it? I thought you were supposed to plant spinach till late October or November. There you go. Good girl. (laughs) But uh, it's definitely too hot for the seed, and uh, we'll see what the transplants look like. Usually it's it's too hot for the transplants, but it's been cool. It's been cooler. It's not been abnormally hot or normally hot. Listen, to, listen what an optimist. You know, it's mm-hmm. been like three days of moderate temperatures, <laughs> and he's talking about cool, 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 cool mild Paul weather. here. <laughs> I the monarchs are coming. The hummingbirds are coming. I think Evelyn would agree with you that she would not like to just have to buy winter spinach. She wants coho. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. She That's wants right. Specific. That's the best. I had Ashley last year, and I didn't care for it. You mean the taste or the growing part of it? Well, both. I don't know. It just didn't suit me. <laughs> just did, did, didn't cut the, cut the mustard, huh? No, it sure didn't. Okay, uh, we'll we'll see what's going on. Well, and it's funny how... Okay, I saw a, a monarch yeah. butterfly on my milkweed yesterday. Oh, did you see one? Yes. I saw a monarch got butterfly on the milkweed yesterday. It looked like he was laying eggs. They have just little bitty specks of... Is that how they lay the eggs? or was it Yeah, poop? that's the way they start. Okay. All right. But, I didn't know. Okay, thanks, Evelyn. Uh huh. Yeah. And Evelyn, I'm with you. November is spinach time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Speaking of monarchs, uh, I got a note from uh, John Thomas at Wild Seed Farms and. Uh, October the 8th is their monarch celebration up there at Wild Seed where they, they tag the, uh, they tag some of the, uh, the butterflies and then they release them. The tagging begins at 9.30 on October the 8th and tag butterflies will be released at 11.30 to 2 p.m. On the same day, and is it there, there's some discussions in the lectures? Are there? I was just wondering those people that are really interested in monarchs, they might learn. That might be fun to go and learn some more. I don't know if they give a talk or not. 
I imagine they they talk while they're yeah. doing the tagging, or you know, give a little explanation of it. Gosh, that'd be fun. You could do your your monarchs and uh, the wild wildflower. Right. Look over the wildflower situation at the same time. Right. Uh, the uh, John Thomas will be giving his uh, wildflower planting presentations coming up next week, starting and not starting the ninth, which is Friday, ninth, tenth, and eleventh from nine through eleven from two to four p.m. daily. So if you want to go up and hear the the master talk about uh, growing growing uh, wildflowers from seed. What did he say? The master. Oh, the, the master. master. Oh, okay. Uh, from nine to eleven on, on September nine through eleven. That is next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, from two to four p.m. And then the monarch tagging will be October the eighth. So it's the time to plant the wildflower seeds, the blue bonnet seeds. Yeah. That we yeah. Have? Okay. And you guys have all kinds of seed packets from. We just got in uh, some uh, some wildflower seeds, different types. Good. Any blue bonnet seeds in there? I have to go check that, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we ordered them. I'm not sure if they actually materialized yeah. yet. But because Jerry has uh, alerted us or warned us that this well, last year liable to be slim pickings. Last year seeds. was not uh, an easy task, and the price basically doubled too on yeah. top of that from this shortage. Yeah. But don't be if you. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess you can be concerned, but uh, there, there's another option there. There will be transplants, right, Jerry? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. so you can, you know, you can do a pretty good job of getting a naturalized plot started with little clusters of transplants, and uh, in if there if it's difficult to get enough seed to, to fill in where you want, and that works pretty slick. And the plants that we get will be the Ladybird Johnson ones, I'm pretty sure. So that'll be yeah. the the extra pretty blue. Right. Now I'm going to plant my pack of seeds from 25 years ago. And you'll probably have a very That's good germination yeah. rate. Really? Yeah. Shouldn't you need much water? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I do. I found a pack of seeds from 25 years ago. It's more now, but 25 years ago? Yeah, I guess we bought them and never planted them, so I've got them. All. Oh, you and, anyway, we got to take a quick break, so I'll show them to The date on there? Yeah, it's, it just has the year date. Oh, I'll take a picture of them. we got to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 308-8867. Hey, uh, Art, don't go anywhere. We got Trace here. We're going to find out again what's what's in the nursery and uh, also uh, the Melberger's plant of the weekend. Dan, Dan, Dan. Well, this week we're going to be getting in a lot of the uh, cool weather vegetables. Uh, now, due to the holiday, everything's going to be a week behind, but we're probably talking Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's a, a big selection of the cold weather crops. If you want to go ahead and get them, including spinach. Uh, which is not normal uh, this early. And um, we're bringing in, again, a good quantity, and we're also going to be having a vegetable seminar on the 10th by David Rodriguez. Speaking of masters, 
David is a master is. Uh, at speeches on vegetables. <laughs> and so uh, if you want to learn something about growing cold David weather crops. David may be listening. I bet well, he's I'm, turning red. He, he might. Uh, but uh, he's so humble. Bring a bring a, a notepad and a pen, and you will learn a lot about growing cold weather crops. Uh, I can't say more than you want to know, but you will learn stuff you do not know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put that. Well, so, and, and, and Dave, David is expert because he uh, uh, turns the uh, youngsters in the cl- in the classroom garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the, right. Into uh, expert vegetable growers and we, and we need and growers. we need those young people to step up for future the future in gardening. So uh, he's mentoring that group of young people, and that's great. Plus, he learned from the best. There you go. Yeah. Yes. He's interned everybody we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the plant of the weekend? Plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. <laughs> uh, well, the taxil tag on it says jade butterfly. I guess that's where I got that butterfly look on the leaf. But uh, it's ginkgo tree, and I've got, I believe, five of them left. And the leaf looks kind of like a butterfly. Uh, can take all the cold that we get around here. I think I would grow it in a, uh, a morning sun, afternoon shade situation. I believe it said it got 30 feet, 25, 30 feet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and lived for three for yeah. three thousand years. Yeah, they can they live, can, so yeah. they might outlive us. Um, beautiful tree. I think I'd put it in uh, same situations as maybe like a Japanese maple would go in as an understory tree. And uh, it's definitely a conversational piece. When you when you look at it, it looks kind of like an orchid tree leaf, but uh, that's what uh, I thought it was without that kind of bloom. And and they really do look like butterflies. And the picture showed uh, fall color. It showed them yellowing to a bright golden yellow. Sounds pretty. Fall. Yeah, that sounds very pretty. So they're here. You can uh, you can call them. We'll reserve you one at four nine seven three seven six zero four nine seven three seven six zero. And look on, uh, look 80, them up. Eighty nine ninety nine for a five down. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot yeah, of information on them. Four to five foot tall, give or take. Yeah, it says about right. Thanks, uh, sir. Thank I don't you. know if there's a lot on the uh, plant answers on the ginkgo, though. We, we, we I don't think so. We haven't <laughs> worked a lot on the ginkgo tree. Let's talk to Art. Then maybe if you stay up here for a second, you could talk to us about the saw stuff. Uh, Art is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, Art. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, Seth. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm sitting here probably having a beer, but I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, how do you end up tagging a butterfly? Doesn't that ruin its aerodynamics? <laughs> yeah, I was kidding with John Thomas. Uh, I, I said, well, y'all are going to release them at uh, 1.30 or whatever. And uh, and they fly around. See, you put you put the tag on one side of their their wing, so that means they fly in a circle. They fly they fly around, <laughs> and so they release them at one thirty and collect them back at uh, two thirty or three. Yeah, and then they I love it. Thank you. they release the same ones every year. The poor, same ones every year. <laughs> But uh, I've I've asked that question too, and uh, I've not gotten a good answer. The other the other thing I I think uh, some some of the for demonstrations like we're talking about here, sometimes they get a a whole set of the monarchs from a breeder, a monarch butterfly breeder, uh-huh. and then you they so that you don't have to go out there and trap the 
and uh, yeah, I imagine they all do that. Yeah. Yeah, and so then you, somebody's already bred them or captured them, and then then you you do the the marking, and then they they move. They're not up. they're not like a humming uh, homing pigeon. Well, either. that that <laughs> they're flying back. No, we don't want you to think. We don't want you to think. We don't know exactly what has happened, but uh, it's just like a good movie. We're not going to give the plot away. <laughs> I told John, I said, aren't they just going to fly around and around if you put that on one wing? That's what you were thinking about, right? I think, uh, I remember we talked to John about that on the air. Uh, I think he basically just told us to shut up. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Parsons! <laughs> I think it went something like that. I don't know if he really answered it. But anybody, anybody in the uh, audience... Uh, radio audience that has participated in one of those yeah can give us a call and let us let us know how uh, I think there's a lot of different ways it can be done so but that but that's a big deal now on monarchs is uh, knowing exactly where the populations came from and yeah. when and yeah thanks art good yeah, question I art and, thank you and when and when they collect don't, them, when don't they call collect, us we'll call you when they collect them in Sisterdale right. they know where they came from yeah. right you take care. All right, 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Trace is still up here. I wonder if they staple them. Yeah, I think they just... And then, uh, and then, and then, they just release them into the big pile. On the you remember the stapling them. I was thinking racing stripes, you know, drawn on. Ooh. Milton, you remember Paul Cox when he was talking about the yeah the bunnies. <laughs> yeah. So we hobble them. We just cut them. That's the garden. We. Yeah, I think I, I, my idea on that was just to kind of do the. It was an April Fool's joke, and so we were going to start off, and I thought when a what would be a horrible to release in the, uh, the botanical garden? And the people might call in and go, oh, that's a terrible idea. What are you doing? And so we said rabbits would be bad because they eat up everything. Yes, we do deer, the deer release, and they're going to start adding deer to the botanical Except garden. Paul, Paul Except Paul took it to a <laughs> dark, dark place. They were, they were going to actually hobble the bunnies so the kids could catch them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was terrible. Sorry, and, Trace. That's what you. And after two or three weeks, they let us come back on the air. Uh, yeah. So that's your lead-in, Trace. Okay. Yeah. So, it's hard to follow that. It is hard to follow that. So Saws has come out with another uh, package, and uh, what I mean by that is they, they will give you a coupon for a hundred dollars towards the purchase of plants. Specific plants for an area. If you uh, if you want to remove grass, 200 square foot, uh, and you can do more than one patch as well. I think you can do two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, if you remove 200 square foot of grass, cap any sprinklers uh, in that area. They will give you the coupon good towards these plants, and anything over a hundred dollars uh, you would be responsible for. But uh, a lot of people are getting away with almost almost no bills. Uh, then you have to put a cubic yard of mulch over the area. Somebody will come and check to make sure you got the right plants. But they've made it really simple this year. You know, it used to be very complex, 15 plants, and you had to have so many from this row, so many from that row. This year they've got three columns of trees, and out of that you need to pick two in five-gallon cans or bigger. And then you need to pick five from the entire list, and those need to be one-gallon cans or bigger. So it's it's simplified. There's some really good plants on here, some uh, 
geoscape native type stuff, uh, and it should fit in almost every landscape in town. And they can come here to Millburgers to see the list. It's a nice Yep, little we've got a nice little, little publication. Yeah. We've also got a sample bed of all of the plants set up where you can see one of each and say, I want this, this, and this, and we can or show you, you where they're at. I saw his website. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the hill. I saw it coming up. Yeah, you did, right? That's Mark, Mark Peterson also said, uh, parallel to this program, they're also offering their hardscape patio program, too, for flagstones. So yeah. you could you could get a complete planting, basically, and a, a major part of your landscape sure. completed. Help Just you, help you complete. remove some grass, lower your water bill at the same time. You don't have to mow uh, flower beds. And some of the plants, for for those of you that like weird plants, there's some weird plants on it. And then there's, uh, for those of us that are more traditional, uh, there's a lot of good good uh, low water use plants plus, oh, things like the tough. The tough modern roses and the old-fashioned roses are on there. Uh, what else is on there? Texas Mountain Laurel. Sago palms, primrose jasmine, rosemary, uh, yuccas, Mexican agaves, plum, Mexican plum, red buds. All the different types of muley grasses and liriopes. Texas sage. That's a beautiful. What is it? What's? What are you talking about? That one. Sinisa. The, yes. the barometer. The, the barometer bush. predicts rain. Yes. Jerry's, no matter look, what Jerry's looking at us funny. No matter what anybody else tells you. Uh, desert Willows. Now, I, what I want to know, Milton, is yeah. on, on your Sinisa, the one that died four or five years ago in his bare stems. I never Did had the leaves one. come back when it's going to rain? <laughs> I never had one. <laughs> I go by the neighbors, which is big and beautiful. And so it's just easier that way. And I don't have to care for the now neighbors. That, yeah, but that... That's a plant where that somebody that doesn't water. No, I would do well with Sinisa. Yeah. I like Sinisa. And that's on when the list. It, yeah. When it blooms, it's gorgeous. So this is a, this Actually, is a it's a nice list. plant even when it doesn't bloom. If you hedge it, I've seen the hedges of them. There's uh, When we leave here, if you go toward uh, uh, Nacogdoches, you go down, oh, I don't remember the road. It's like two big lights down that way. Is that okay? Oh, you're sounding like Paul Cox. Uh, and you just drive by, and, and it's a nice hedge. And you notice it, you notice kind of a nice hedge until it's blooming. And then you're like, your jaw drops and you just want to take a picture. It's gorgeous. Anywho, sorry, I interrupted. Just, uh, that's okay. So if you, uh, if Saws is your water provider and you are eligible and you can go on their website and sign up, you know, it takes about five days or so, working days, to get your coupon in the mail. And uh, don't procrastinate. The best selections are now. Uh, if you wait till the end, uh, we you got we, you could be limited on the uh, types of plants. You've got until the 31st of October to sign up, but you only get 30 days after you sign up. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So to use it. Um, get, so be ready to go. Go on the website and get your certificate. Well, kind of look at your schedule so that you uh, make sure you've got the 30 days fit your schedule. And uh, and come to Millburgers where it's really easy to fill out the, the and the staff will help you make the right selections. Of common, yeah, the website, SAW's website, has got some uh, neat combinations. They, they do. Uh, they also show a lot of plants that aren't on this list, so we got to make sure we stick with the list. Or they can use the plants in this list and... And other plants for other parts of the landscape. That's true. Yeah. And the really cool thing is, and Calvin uh, mentioned it, but I'll mention it again, is if you want to be a part of the program but you don't quite understand it, uh, the guys at Millburgers and um, wouldn't know exactly 
They'll almost literally hold your hand and walk you through it. Well, Stace, uh, Trace has a, some designated staff people that are are the experts on the program, but almost everybody on the staff mm-hmm. is aware of it, the plants that are on it, and how it works. So you can, yeah. you can get we did, questions answered. We did something different this year, and I, I, I think it will improve the... the uh, the, the finding of the plants because like I said we have the little display but if you look like right on the other side of that lady you can't see it now because she's in the way but there's a topper on the side on the top of that sign that uh, actually says oh, okay. water saver landscape and it's got the little saws logo on it so it sticks up three That's or four in inches. addition to the central right. area so we, we put the little individual cool. signs wherever the plants normally sit uh-huh. so that uh, as people are walking by they can say oh there's one there's another there's another very good idea. So y'all are like going above and beyond the call of duty in terms of uh, making this easy. Yes. Okay. When, when it's a city-run thing, you gotta you gotta make it as easy as you can. Yep. The, the other side makes it complicated. <laughs> I was going. I was. Uh, there's a mom over here with uh, several little kids, and they're all picking plants, and uh, they're they're getting into it. Uh, and she, she's kind of getting overwhelmed with, with, by the plant selection. <laughs> All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. What else is going on, Trace? Uh, still getting lots of questions on grass? And, oh, yes. And um, you know, in between the, the rain showers, we're actually being able to get grass in a couple times this week. Oh, that's right. And uh, so there's a, there's a high pent-up demand. And uh, it's my understanding they got 50% chance of rain the next couple of days, so we might we might be getting uh, I don't want to say caught up, but maybe Wednesday or Thursday we'll be able to start cutting again. Well, Jerry, remind everybody uh, we've always talked about uh, floor tim Friday, and if you got an area that in your San Augustine that just is problems, we rec- we've always recommend experiment with some floor tim in there. Uh, but there's that uh, that other ter- that new F- turf variety too. F- FJ Select is a, a an offshoot of Floritan because you can find the purple stems in it, and that one's more shade forgiving, and uh, pretty darn disease resistant. Oh, you know, finer, uh, finer. Uh, Every, everything's shorter and skinnier. That's yeah, almost a normal size blade, and the the the. Uh, the grass tends to stay shorter, so and less likely to need to mow it. Yeah, and that and these Milton's eyes. One of the neat things is that all these grass varieties that Milberger sells are almost all Moran display, nice sections, so you can take a kind of a, a look and and pick the one you take, like. Take your shoes off and walk in it. Yeah, that's what I tell them. Yeah, and the after last yesterday trudging through the nice thick tall grass with the lawnmower, the slower growing is okay by me. <laughs> Looks great, but uh, pushing, pushing, pushing. So I'm you just, need to get a self-prepared lawnmower. Milk. Yeah, I do. That would be helpful. Well, but he needs the exercise. No, oh. exercise is good for that's what one of the reasons he has a lawn is for the exercise. No, is that right? Is that well, true? that's what Jerry used to t- tell people when I was telling them that that the, it's best to mow frequently so that you don't cut off a lot of the the blade every time and then they, when they all looked at me kind of what are you talking about Jerry said well and you all need exercise right Calvin uh. <laughs> and they all looked at me they didn't <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there something I thought though that like with St. Augustine you 
Got deeper roots if you let it grow taller. No. Well, you grow tall, but you you don't let it grow to six inches tall and then take it down to three. Yeah. No. You let it. You know. You let it go to four and a half inches and take it down to three. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> okay. It makes it a little harder though when you got rainstorms. I remember when yeah. I when I was uh, at A and M for that whole week taking my test. Um, they actually had samples of Floratam way back then with 7-inch deep root systems. And I, I just was amazed on how they accomplished that. Well, when we have at most 4 inches of soil and then rock, even Floratam doesn't penetrate rock real well. So that's true. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308 308 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Fitch. Milton Vick sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. First off, Millburgers wants to wish you and your family a safe and happy Labor Day. Come on by Millburgers, which will be open on Labor Day, and this weekend you'll find savings on some of your favorites, like fall garden mumps. These are absolutely gorgeous, classic blooming perennials, and they're on sale at Millburgers for just $3.99 in the 6-inch pot, or get 10 for $30. Verbena is on sale, deep purple and vivid pink you'll love verbena for borders hanging baskets rock gardens or more in the one gallon container just 388 milkweed butterfly milkweed is on sale in the one gallon container for just 488 you'll find savings on ground covers now just 88 cents each in the four inch pot and if you like citrus you'll love this deal mexican lime and meyer lemons are on sale in the 12 inch pot regularly 40 dollars now just 1988 you'll find this and more at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624. Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with Attend. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need Attend. Life is precious and God values each and every life. In the new movie Scarlet, Chase was adopted as a baby and is now devoted to protecting life. Tell me more about my biological mom. Your mother Anna loved you. She was just so young. It's a movie that will convict and inspire you to prayer and action. Says Eileen Vincent, founder of City Reachers. 
Stephen Baldwin says, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. It's going to speak to you. It's going to touch you. Chase's neighbor, Mia, struggles to protect the life of her unborn child from an abusive husband. We're in this together, okay? I don't want to get rid of it. You're getting an abortion, Mia. Are we clear? Chase and Scarlett have a perfect life, but when they receive unexpected news, everything changes. It's not over yet, son. I wish there was something more I could do. You've done everything you can in this fight. Dad, I'm scared. I need a miracle. Inspiring, hopeful, every life is precious in the sight of God. God, he always wins. Scarlet, in theaters now. Visit scarletmovie2016.com for tickets and showtimes. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray, and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 308-8867, Mary is on the line. Hi, Mary, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, Milton. Uh, how how's by you guys? We're doing okay. It's uh, maybe a little less humid than it was when we started this morning. Feels yeah. nice out here now. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of wind makes a world of difference. That's the um, truth. I was wondering if any of your uh, learned colleagues uh, have any experience with Osage orange trees or hedge apples. Oh yeah. Have I? Oh, say John or the Bodar. Yeah, Kansas and Nebraska. Bodar, yeah, Bodar. Uh, yeah, they, they, I don't know what, well, the, the, years ago when Dr. Steve George was, he wasn't a doctor then, Steve George was county horticulturist here. Uh, he and the fanics got excited about bodark or hedge apple or osage orange, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, the, they, the problem was that they, they have that big fruit and they have thorns. Yes. And so, uh, uh, they were, there was a guy up in, uh, Kansas, uh, he passed away since then. Since then, he worked at Kansas State University, and he developed a thornless, fruitless Osage orange. Yeah. Uh, I, his name was Pear, P-E-A-R, like the fruit tree. John Pear. Uh, but anyway, uh, and and Dr. Jordan then brought some down. That's a that's a good tree. 
if you can find the thornless or fruitless one. Yes. Because uh, there's no there's no insect that bothers it, and yeah. it's got thick thick green leaves on it. Very very drought tolerant. One of yeah. the one of the best windbreak trees around. I think it was just hard to propagate that. Uh, that all of them had to be grafted, and uh, it was just hard to propagate. Uh, that's why it really never made it big on the market. And then when agriculture changed a bit with the you know bigger equipment and everything they they're a little hard to man harder to manage than some other options in terms of right yeah but, well uh, i'm i'm just interested in the fruit um they make huge softball size uh like uh what would i chartreuse right balls yeah yeah and I grew up in Iowa, and um, the rumor was that they could use it to uh, deter um, bugs in the house. I mean, yeah, I've I've heard that too. Do I? Uh, they 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 rumored that the fruit could be used to uh, uh, get rid of. Uh, Plant uh, fleas was what I I'll remember, and uh, and plants uh, pests in the house. Mm-hmm. And but I think that was uh, well. If you had a good arm, you could yeah. throw them at the people you didn't like. <laughs> there and you really go. got rid of them too. <laughs> Those but things bigger cool. bigger than a baseball, bigger than a softball. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. and they were heavy. <laughs> and they're heavy Absolutely. too. Absolutely. No, uh, my daughter used to go to school at the University of North Texas, and on the way there, I actually w- climbed down a hill and and found some. I guess I have to hitch up the team and go up north to uh, try to find some more. But they have a, 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 a very interesting texture. The uh, fruit of the tree. Right. And, yeah. 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 And uh, I can't help but think that it would be popular at Halloween time because it has the uh, the texture of uh, grain. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a little. I I don't know how to describe the fruit. It's got a little raised areas on it mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, like little pustules or something like that. Kind of like they've uh, been really attacked by stink bugs. Right, right, right. (laughs) Wow. But uh, anyway, but you're you're talking about growing them for the fruit, and uh, uh, commercially speaking, uh, they want to get rid of the fruit. Yeah. So they won't be falling in people's yards and stuff. Or edge of fields. I'm trying to find some. Um, they actually have some for sale in New York, but uh, I I kind of want to find a source closer to home, uh, mainly San Antonio. But uh, I just uh, it's uh, what I, okay. What I really want to do is find the fruit and possibly make a mold of the texture of the fruit. So it's okay. Uh, I've I've seen. Some trees years ago off of uh, 281 going toward Johnson City on the right up there. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're in the ditches. 
You know, they're yeah. in the ditches. So wait oh. to fall. Wait to fall. And, then, you know, they lose all the leaves, and then the fruit kind of hangs on the tree for a period of time. And yeah. uh, take, a, take a drive up to Johnson City and look to the right of the road. I haven't seen them in, in years to notice them. But they're in they're in in uh, low areas in ditches. Yeah, I'll try that. My dad actually has uh, made a hoe handle of the wood. Uh, it, it was actually used uh, in bow making. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It was also it was also used by my father in making duck calls. Hmm. Really? Uh, yeah, because uh, the wood is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful, and uh, it's a little-known, uh, little-utilized uh, source, but it, it's, uh, uh, all I know is um, from what my father used uh, to make a hoe hand out of, but it's, he's been gone since 1994, but the hoe handle's been around for, I think, 60 yeah. years, so... It's oh yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a hardwood and, and sledgehammers. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we used to we used to uh, uh, my my father, like I said, would make they had, he had somebody in Stuttgart, Arkansas, Chick Chick Majors and his family would make uh, the Herb Parsons duck call. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, he had he had a, a big piece of wood, big log there, sure. and we would we would drag it behind the truck, uh, and with uh, with uh, metal rails on it to to uh, to drag the road with. In other words, smooth wow. the road out. You know, it was yeah. that heavy. And uh, it was out of dirt, and we never, we never split it. No. I mean, it, uh, out of all the years that we used it as a, as a road leveler, as a land mm. leveler, we never split mm. it. Wow, so it, it, it's a good, it's a good wood, but uh, yeah. and it's a, it's a good ornamental tree if you can get the thornless, uh, fruitless one. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know they uh, hybridized it and actually created a thornless one. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. John Pair up in uh, up at uh, up at uh, up in Can at Kansas State uh, did that years ago. How big were the thorns? I don't remember the thorns. They're small. Okay. But they're small thorns. They're not long. I long definitely thorns. remember the fruit because that, yeah. that yeah. showed up everywhere, but uh, I didn't remember. Okay. Thanks, guys. Information. Bring back memories. <laughs> you take care. All right. Okay, 308. Thank you, fellas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867 and toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. Hey, I'm going to be, uh, you had mentioned David's uh, program on Next the Saturday. Yeah. And on the 17th, there will be uh, another uh, uh, winter vegetable program at uh, Dream Hill Estates neighborhood. Uh, it will be at uh, 6800 uh 
Dorothy Louise Drive, which is uh, j- just off of Babcock outside the loop. And it's a free, a free program. Um, we'll talk about uh, broccoli and uh, probably even talk about some recipes and uh, nutritional value of the winter vegetables. But all of them, uh, that's the 17th, uh, 10 a.m. And uh, we'll probably have a, a few transplants for everybody that attends. So uh, just send Mil- Milton a uh yeah, if you want to email, email me, and, uh, Milton uh, at SalemSanAntonio.com. And uh, uh, Milton at KLUP will work, too. Yeah, and then I'll forward it to Calvin, or I'll get you some more information. If you're interested in fruit, fruit planting of any, any kind, the 5th uh, Annual Texas Fruit Conference is going to be held this year in New Braunfels. Hmm. And uh, I've got all the information, registration costs, and everything else on PlantAnswers.com. It's on uh, under the topics of the month. It's the first topic of the month, and uh, it talks about the fifth annual Texas Fruit Conference. Now, this is fruit conference for anybody that's growing fruit, peaches, blackberries. Uh, Olives, I think they discuss uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of fruit. It is general there. information kind of target. Yeah, a backyard grower. Or, no, well, or commercial. It's commercial. Uh, well, it can be backyard grower. They, I think they charge sixty dollars registration fee, and it's a two-day program. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's but, a pretty serious program. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a serious program. Got all all the fruit species and. In, in in the state uh, presenting that and uh, like I said usually it's in College Station but this year it's in New Braunfels so you could commute uh, if you live in San Antonio you could commute over there for the two day two day the program is the fifth annual Texas Fruit Conference uh, like I said all the information is uh, on plantanswers.com under the topics of the month, and also it has uh, contact information that you can call. And when is it? Uh, uh, let me look. Uh, Sometime. Huh? Yeah, okay, it's uh, it's going to be uh, uh, October 31st and November 1st. Halloween. Have, yeah. It's a trick or treat. Uh, Reg, uh, let's see. Is that Salt Saint Sea, too? Mm. On the, yeah. The regular, the regular registration, uh, is about six, is, is about $80. Regular online registration will run from September 1st to October 21st at $80 per person. The on-site registration on October 31st is $90 per hmm. person, so you can actually register at the door. But uh, and that sounds like a lot, but if you're a commercial producer of of something, uh, did they uh, they giving um, pesticide license credits? Yes, okay. I think that I think they're giving. Uh, I, I didn't see it, but. Uh, they talk about farmers markets, and they talk about uh, avocado. All about avocados. Doctor Stein's talking about, and then 
the olives. Uh, Monty Nesbitt is talking about that, and then table grapes, and then uh, tunnel blackberries, and uh, uh, rootstock information on, on uh, stone fruits like peaches and plums and things like that. And uh, Texas cider, and you come back for an old world fruit. And they got a guy from a, a Austin. Johnny Appleseed. Nursery <laughs> talking about uh, talking about uh, cider, Texas cider. And then uh, they talk about peaches and stone fruit, of course. And then. Uh, Beyond the fringe, exotic and exotic high-value fruit and their potential for success failure in Texas and in pomegranate. At the end of it, they're going to have a pomegranate update and testing. Uh, they'll be testing some of the pomegranate that I uh, guess so. If you go to if you go to one of David's programs, you get to test beer and wine. You go to this, you get there pomegranate you juice. There you go. But it, it's a it's a fairly expensive program, but the number of people yeah. that they're bringing in sounds great, though. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really impressive. And it, it's a, that's the kind of information you need to, before you make rash judgments about <laughs> property and how to use it. And right. Um, so if you you know there's I, I know there's just there's thousands of people out there, hundreds of people at least that are that thinking about. They'd like to raise fruit on their piece of property, but uh, sometimes it makes sense. And uh, but you got to pick the right uh, fruit based on kind of land you have, what you're willing to do in terms of work, and what the market's like. So yeah. you need to go to a program like this and get the latest information. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break, so while we do, give us a call, and we'll talk gardening you and we gardening with you when we come back in just a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. First off, Millburgers wants to wish you and your family a safe and happy Labor Day. Come on by Millburgers, which will be open on Labor Day, and this weekend you'll find savings on some of your favorites, like fall garden mumps. These are absolutely gorgeous, classic blooming perennials, and they're on sale at Millburgers for just $3.99 in the six-inch pot, or get ten for thirty dollars. Verbena is on sale, deep purple and vivid pink you'll love verbena for borders hanging baskets rock gardens or more in a one gallon container just 388 milkweed butterfly milkweed is on sale in the one gallon container for just 488 you'll find savings on ground covers now just 88 cents each in the four inch pot and if you like citrus you'll love this deal mexican lime and meyer lemons are on sale in the 12 inch pot regularly 40 dollars now just 1988 you'll find this and more at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on boulevardy road hi this is dennis prager and i want to encourage you to see my dentist stan shelton and his incredible team 
They can provide you with a dental experience that is not only educational, but allows you to be involved in planning your care. Let them show you the wonders of modern dentistry. Their office is on Broadway, just one exit east of the airport. Give them a call at 590-7878, and their website is drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com, and you can connect at facebook.com slash Shelton Dental. My dentist, Stan Shelton. Do you owe the IRS or being audited by the IRS? Don't stress alone. Call Taxation Solutions at 210-263-3392. 210-263-3392. And listen to the Taxation Solutions Show for the answers to solving your tax problems. Sundays at 3 here on 930 AM, The Answer. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Proverbs 11.14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. Hi, I'm Edgar Baez from the Baez Law Firm. As a former nurse, I empathize with the injured. I am ready to serve you and fight for you. Because the rest of the verse says, But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. From auto accidents to trucking accidents or company vehicle accidents, we won't collect unless we win your case. Let our family help you and yours. The Baez Law Firm. Auto Accident Attorneys. 210-979-9777. TheBaezLawFirm.com. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 308-8867. That's our number, 308-8867, toll-free outside of San Antonio. It's 866-308-8867. Give us a call. Still plenty of time to have your gardening questions answered or just kind of tell us what you're out there doing today on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, what are you out there uh, doing in the gardening world? It's a... Uh, it's a bit humid, but actually, uh, I wonder if the humidity's dropped, like I said, or maybe it's the breeze, as she was saying. It could be. A lot of folks, I'll bet, are mowing for today so that they can, you know, if they got company tomorrow and have their barbecues, yeah. uh, the lawn might be tough. Uh, it's finally dried out enough in a lot of lawns yeah. to mow. You mowed when? Yesterday, huh? Ugh, yeah. It was tough. Four o'clock is not the good, good time to do it, number <laughs> yeah. one. That was a mistake, and it was humid. 
Well, people got to be careful, too. It's not this, the heat, it's the stupidity, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it is uh, It's deceptive. In the full sun, uh, a lot of humidity, high temperatures. Uh, it's going to cool down, but it hasn't cooled down a lot so far. I'm like I'm like the kid in the candy store right now. That's Crawford lettuce seed there. I keep wanting to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> and just and uh, I wonder when we, when we'll get to see those here. Because um, it's uh, yeah, would you plant? Well, you said you had sprouts coming up. You coming up? Hmm. That's the only reason I'm not moaning and groaning about the uh, spinach, coal crops oh, early okay. because if the if the lettuce decided that it's it can germinate. Uh, uh, so the cold crocs can probably so hoping, survive the heat too. I'm hoping Jerry hands me this package directly, but I'm I'm thinking not. I don't know, but we'll we'll know next week when we. Uh, oh, you, you, we know know about, you know in a moment. about thirty seconds yeah. whether I get my hand slapped or not. Not only writing your skills by making seed too. Huh? Hmm? Is that my package? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. Well. You've made him very, very happy. But there was something in there with it was yours, he said. Yeah, there said, uh, that's yours right there. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Well, they make the Crawford lettuce seed exchange. What is that? Oh, is that a little measurement thing? Or is it a pipe? <laughs> that's, a, that's a... how to measure the seed. Rifle shell. Do we want to... Uh, at some point, interview the the folks in Alabama to find out how, if their Crawford re- reseeding lettuce is coming up. <laughs> I guess so. I imagine it did. Yeah, uh, that, that was Jack Hoover who just brought the Crawford reseeding lettuce in. Now, what what do we we give that away or? Yeah, I'm thinking so. Okay. Uh, and uh, he was saying he did germination tests on the seed. And uh, it's, it looks like the seed only is good for a couple of years, a couple of three years, even though we keep it in the refrigerator. So uh, we, we the, so he put extra seed in these packages here at Millburgers. Oh, okay. I still have seed from last year. I'll, well, of course, we'll... Uh, first year after the seeds produced is still pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go prepare these for uh, for handing out. Oh, good. Okay. okay, so they'll be ready when? Like tomorrow? Couple, like couple in an hour? Probably. <laughs> when? <laughs> I get a couple hours. Probably. Okay, a couple hours. <laughs> the seeds will be here at Bill Burgers for you to pick up for Crawford reseeding lettuce. And remember, uh, what's the key to Crawford reseeding lettuce? Or any lettuce? Stand seed. back. Uh, no. Oh, the Coke bottle method, just kind of... Yeah, it has to be planted on top of the ground. Yeah. So it can see, see the sun or get sunlight. Uh-huh. And uh, Milton presses them in with a Coke bottle. You just kind of push, just gently. You don't even yeah. really push. Just kind of place it on there, and that gets that soil, I guess, the seed soil yeah, kind of Um And it has to be a glass Coke bottle. It couldn't. It can't be a plastic one that you won't You want work. one, Calvin? I... Well, I've got the packet from last year. What do you think? Yeah, give him one. Okay. All right, 308-8867. You Thank can, you. You can do them at your presentation on the 17th. That's right. That's great. Good, good okay. thinking. Yep, uh, like a steel <laughs> trap. I'm marketing marketing swift here. I can 
308-8867, the number to call, 308-8867. Let's alert folks, too, just to remind them that, like on leaf lettuce, a few few are coming up, but uh, they're a little sensitive to uh, soil temps, too, carrots. Uh, so, you know, you you can rush the season a little bit, but don't be surprised if if you expect your leaf lettuce to come up in a week and it's not up in two weeks or so. Yeah, so. you get poor germination yeah. and slower germination. And then suddenly you get, uh, the usual trick is that you replant it and then you end up with the, both plantings coming up at, up at once. So. Yeah. So what are you and Steve Brown up to these days? I was just thinking about that. I was gonna. I was just wondering when I should try to schedule. Um, I was thinking uh, some someplace shortly after the fifteenth. Let's see. He has he had Crawford let us go to seed over there, so oh, yeah. he'll have volunteers. Yeah. In the new garden, I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he'll have volunteers. Yeah, he will, and then he. Uh, yeah, he probably did not collect seed this year, but uh, the, the you can the, use this. Yeah, he did have uh, he did have plants, so I'm sure that'll come up every place just like it has in past years. Yeah, there's a write-up on. Uh, you know, we were talking about uh, planting. Let's see, I think in Calvin's article he talks about. Uh, you know, the, we're, we're talking broccoli and cauliflower and things like that. But uh, you, you, you can also plant those from seed at this time of the year. Um, but uh, And there's a good good uh, write-up with pictures in uh, plantanswers.com on topics of the month. And at the, the, the last topic of the month in the section there to the right... Uh, and it says direct seeding into garden soil of late summer and fall plants. So it actually tells you. And may, the the main thing to get away from the article is to not plant it too deep. Not plant them too deep. They say on the packages that you buy to plant them a quarter of an inch deep. But uh, when they say a quarter of an inch deep and the the, the little seed. I think it's better just to uh, prepare your soil, get plenty of soil moisture, make sure you got soil moisture, which most of us should have now, and uh, prepare the bed, and then, then sow them right on top of the ground. And then use Milton's Coke bottle uh, deal to press them so they get good seed soil contact. And why do you talk? Oh, you're talking about co- co- broccoli and such. Yeah. Uh, and you if, know, if, you want, if you want to try to grow your own. Even carrots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, carrots are a little bigger seed, but I've, I have better luck when I just do the, just plant them on the surface, too. It says uh, the winter vegetables such as broccoli, cabbage, uh, cauliflower, carrots, beets, Lettuce and turnips can be planted in September or October. Yeah, beets beets have a big seed, so they. Yeah, that's easy. Easy. But just remember, don't plant them too deep. Prepare the garden soil by incorporating two inches of compost and four cups of 
lawn fertilizer per 100 square feet of the bed prior to planting. That's what Calvin wrote in his dig-in dig in now. And uh, the the in in the paper yesterday on uh, page C14 on the back of the sports section, and got a big picture of a hummingbird on there. You can't miss it. Now, Calvin, did you read this about uh, uh, Neil Sparrow's column about the question and answer about that about that grass? Yeah, now that's kind of. Do you have any ideas on what's causing that? What caused that? Um, It's kind of a similar similar situation to that lawn I was talking about, where I I actually found some chinch bugs, Mm -hmm. and then I got real suspicious because one of the areas was there was a draining from the the uh, prepared mulch, you know, this colored mulch, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like it was a some kind of a herbicide well that got overwhelmed by after the re- most recent rain and the and the brown patch just showed up every low spot yeah. in the lawn so i think there's a lot just like that article indicates there's just a lot of options out there right now i don't know what what was that uh, did we ever figure out what i'm betting on the way the sod was laid oh no diseases or anything else. It's and that, that's always a fa- yeah. always a factor. We live in a relatively new subdivision. The builder put in lawn for about 300 homes. Hmm. This year, in all but a handful of lawns, large patches of dead straw-like grass developed. Now, that's 300 lawns. You, you, very seldom do you have any disease that will spread and kill grass over that larger area. And what Jerry's talking about is you just can't lay that sod on top. Right. The soil's got to be prepared, but then that sod has really got to be pressed. And, uh, and hopefully, when they did those 300 lawns, they had that rollers, those heavy rollers, and were systematic. Right. Because right. even if you, you, even a homeowner's got to, is the better off by rolling lawn. And I think... Uh, a lot of suppliers uh, will lend you a, a roller, and um, I better be careful, but uh, Mount Milbert was used to. I'd, I'm hoping they still do, but otherwise you you need to rent one. It's just worth it because you, you press it down and get that roots right against the soil. Is that what you're thinking that was? Yeah, just... yeah, because it says, Last year I had the yellowing, but not the dead grass. Well, it was dying last year uh, after the deal. Our problem is no one can tell us, or no one can tell us definitely what the problem is, definitively what the problem is. Uh, they, they've talked about uh, chinch bugs and St. Augustine decline and grub worms. See, all of that is... Well, we know it's not decline, decline after three months. Yeah. But, so I'm, I'm thinking it's a shoddy installment of... of uh, and it could have also been low-grade grass. In other words, you know, the grass that was... Uh, dried out. Dried out. Now, and, yeah, and, and, if, and even, even low-grade grass, when it's raining every day, like rain, raining like it did this... 
uh, last winter and early in the spring, it'll keep it alive. But once you get into that six weeks of 95 degrees, yeah, and no, you know, no root growth into the soil, that's that's when it really starts to decline. But of course, Neil didn't jump into the controversial part that it was shoddy installment and blame it on the realtor. But when you when the the deal is the the what gives it away is uh, so many lawns are being affected by the same situation and uniformly it's uniformly died so that's what gives it away to me but anyway uh, Neil had to take the high road on the deal so anyway all right we want to remind you that uh, David Rodriguez will be here next Saturday starting at 10:30, doing a uh, seminar one of his adult seminars on uh, fall gardening and then Millburgers has worked hard to get many of the plants that David will be featuring in his talk on uh, here at the nursery so you don't have to do anything you just come on out and bring a, a pad and pen and you talk about and, and sit and listen and ask good questions and you'll enjoy the seminar if you want more information on it go to millburgernursery.com millburgernursery.com that's where you'll find everything about what's going on go to, go to plan answers to, f- to find out how to prepare your raised bed soil for your winter garden. There you go. That's a fact. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. I want to thank Al back at the station, doing a great job getting all your calls on the air, making us sound so good. And, of course, we want to thank you for listening. On behalf of the Docs, we'll see you next Saturday back here at the nursery. I'm Milton Dick, and this is 930 AM, the Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.